has been an awakening. Have you felt it? Yes. Force is strong in my family. What do you mean? My father has it. What did you say? I have it. You liar! And my sister has it. I don't know where you get your delusions, laser brain. I take it back. This is it. Jet. I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. Hello there. I would like you to be my guest. You underestimate my power. Yes. <laughs> we would be honored if you would join us. The ability to speak does not make you intelligent. You hear that? Everything is proceeding as I have foreseen. <laughs> This is Gerard Baer, and you are listening to The Voice of the Alliance. For this episode, I am joined by Steve McMahon. Good evening. And Daniel Leahy. What's up, you Jawas? <laughs> and we got, uh, we've got some cool stuff tonight that we want to talk about. Um, first, we will do what we always do, direct everyone to the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics Facebook group. Uh, you can reach us at on Facebook at that um, search for that name, or you can just go to our website, www.taoswf.com. Links to the Facebook group um, and all the other stuff, uh, all the admin are there, our Twitter handles, uh, link to the podcast. So anyone that's so inclined to do so can head over there and get access to all of our stuff. Um so that being said, we got a couple things tonight we wanted to talk about. We got some new, um, new vehicles for Episode Eight that were have just kind of been floating around on the internet. Um, I guess we'll just kind of start there. Um, what are your guys' thoughts? You guys, uh, I know you've you've both looked at them. What uh, what jumps out at you? All right. Well. Uh... First, they uh, they got released on the Star Wars show, which if you're not watching it, that's a really fun show that's on the Star Wars YouTube channel. Um, and it's two it's two vehicles. So it's the first or by the way, this isn't a spoiler, is it that we're talking about this? No. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not. No. They're officially released. OK, so it's the first order dreadnought, which is their big, big, giant capital ship. And then the. um. Steve, what's the what's the actual name of the the Gorilla Walker? Like the actual designation? That is the ATM six. That's right. Um, it is called the All Terrain Mega Caliber Six. That is ATM such a six. cool name. That is such a cool name. Yeah, I, I like these a lot. Um, the the giant pizza slice ship that a lot of people are referring to it as. I think it looks cool. I think it's like a natural progression of technology through yeah. like into the first order the the first order is kind of um like their style 
So like in in the prequels, all the capital ships have like a lot of angles and stuff to them. They're a lot more. There's a lot more um, like sides and stuff. I don't know how to how to really describe it, but you know what I mean from those those star destroyers. And then the empires are kind of like a more sleek take on that. And these this one is even sleeker than that. So I, I really enjoyed it. I'm not looking too much into it. I mean, I love ships, and I love what these things look like they're capable of. They have those giant cannons. Um, but yeah, I thought they were really cool. And the gorilla walker looks pretty, pretty cool as well. It's a good, it, uh, the same thing. It's a natural progression of the ATAT. So with the simian gate. Yes. Yes. The simian gate and that huge, uh, the mega, the mega, whatever cannon. It, mega caliber six. The mega caliber six. That is right. such a cool name. I want to yeah. put one on the top of my car. <laughs> It would look good. It would look good for sure, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I dig those. That walker is... um, It's very cool. Looks kind of like the old one, but it's new. It's modernized. It's sleek. Well, and it's got like a... Like one thing that Star Wars always does, like it, it grounds you in the familiar. So like there's always like little phrases or little things visually that we're, we're used to, you know what I mean? So like Captain Panaka saying like, we're sitting ducks up here. Like there's no ducks in star Wars, but like, we know what that means. Of course there probably are ducks somewhere like on Naboo, but like, like little phrases like that that make things familiar, but also like the ATSTs, like people always call them chicken walkers, you know, like they, cause they look like a chicken and it's kind of like something that's anatomical that we're familiar with. So like these gorilla walkers the same way, ATATs kind of like horses, camels, dogs, that kind of thing. And so right. it's bridging like the familiar and making it fantasy, which I think is like a really cool thing that Star Wars does. Like if you think of the dreams you have sometimes, like there'll be something familiar in your dream, but like your mind will just take it to a whole new level. And it's really cool to see that on screen. So I, I think that's one part of Star Wars that I really like. And I think it's a very it's a very key element because it's clearly an artistic influenced influence that has been around since the original trilogy. So it's nice to have that really subtle, almost subconscious linkage between the trilogies. And I think that's something that uh, could have easily uh, been something that they missed. But clearly they're doing it right over there at Lucasfilm. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I just keep looking at this picture of this walker, even while you're talking. Mm-hmm. That that those legs are freaking me out. Um, the I front, can't wait the, to see it in action. That front leg's doing a little knuckle drag in action. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess it's uh it's gonna contribute to some stability, right? When it fires that massive cannon on the on the top i'm assuming that is the uh the purpose of that oh yeah of course plus you got to do something you got to make it different somehow i want to see what that mega caliber six can do it's interesting that you bring that up g because like all the all the first order ships we've seen have had just like massive weapons like they're hellbent on just doing damage you know what I mean? Like, I mean, of course, like all the ships in Star Wars have weapons, 
but the first order ones are almost like built around the weapons you know what i mean like you have star killer base like sub hyperspace giant mega energy weapon and then you have this mega caliber six that's like the focus of that uh at m6 right I, yes yeah okay atm6 and then you have these two giant orbital autocannons on the dreadnought and those things are massive like when you consider the size steve what's the what's the size and feet of that ship the length that ship is 25,162.8 feet long. Yeah. Like that. Don't, don't forget the point eight. You, you got to be precise with this stuff. That's, that's 4.8 miles. So like yeah. that's, it's a massive ship, dude. Like, and so those cannons are each like a mile long. Like that's ridiculous. Like that, like the amount of damage that that's probably going to do. I mean, I, I think the, the resistance in the Republic's going to get messed up in this episode bad. I mean, they, yeah. they have to, I mean, the weapons are, are suggesting that at the very least. So I'm looking forward to, to that. Just to put this in perspective, uh, considering what we've already seen, mm-hmm. the, uh, the, I was doing some research, the ship that we saw from the first order during the force awakens was called the resurgent the resurgent class battlecruiser named the finalizer. Yes. And that ship was 9,566 feet long. So this ship, this new ship is almost three times as big, right? Substantially bigger. But to go back to one of my favorite ships, the superstar destroyer, the executor. Oh, the 62,000, 336 feet long. So not nearly as big as Vader's old flagship. No. But I love the way it looks, though. It's got guns all over it. It's no nonsense. It's going to do some serious damage. Yeah, it will. Um, yeah, two and a half times the size of a standard Star Destroyer. And just looking at those... Look at those guns and those cannons all over the top. What are there, 24 of those? Yes. Those are pretty um, pretty big guns. Okay, so 24 guns. That's a lot of guns. <laughs> it really is, man. What about the shape of this thing? It looks like they took a slice out of a Death Star and made it a, made it a ship. It's kind of cool. Like the bridge, how wide it is and all that stuff. Yeah. I, I really do like it. As much hate as the design's getting online. Well, not hate. I mean, like, we're having fun some... with it. You know what I mean? Like, we're having fun with it. But as much as much as we're making fun of it, I actually think it looks really cool. No, I love it. I like the way it's not a copy of a, a, copy of a Death Star. I mean, I dug the way the finalizer looked in The Force Awakens. But... I like how this is just a completely different style ship. Although it's the wedge shape of mm-hmm. the classic Star Destroyers, it's clearly not the same. So, I'm a fan of that. Well, and and I, I have seen some like some e, some of our uh, EU folks that we know and love, but some that are a little uh, overly critical, in my opinion. Just you don't talking say. about talking about how it's not creative. 
but like if you look at the eu literally every single evil organization there was had wedge-shaped like destroyers like every single one the ancient Sith, right like everyone did always like in throughout all the eu so like it's just kind of like one of those things it's one of those one of those story elements of star wars that it's like it's an ingredient that has to go into it you know it's like if you're baking an imperial cake you know you gotta throw the wedge in the mix you know what i mean for any eu purist that wants to go down that road and say there's no originality and that the eu had a lot more of it i have five letters for them those letters are l u u k (laughs) okay oh man that right there that wins the argument and nothing else matters after that that's a name i haven't heard in a long time a long time thank god anyway triclops he that was was good (laughs) oh Oh god we're going too far down the rabbit hole but but seriously it's it's a good it's a cool looking ship man i I really want to see those guns in action those bottom guns man oh dude i hope they just freaking wreck some you know some resistance base it's just trying to trying to hide and they just bombard the thing that thing looks like it's a a planet assaulter she loves the bottom guns should we speculate real quick let's do a yep let's do some speculation on this so are clearly if they're making the ship with these giant ass guns they're gonna they're gonna use them right you know what i mean yeah so oh yeah I think Weird. Canto Bite's gonna see some action. That's this, that's exactly where show. I was going with it. Canto Bite, dude. All those all those aristocrats are just gonna just eat it. Canto bites the dust. Am I yep. right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see another like Death Star or Star Killer. I don't want to see no, a planet no, destroyed. No, no it's gonna be a like... terrace. It's gonna be like the 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 bombardment of Terrace. I want down and dirty battles launching. Oh. Oh yeah, I man. want it to get. I want it to get vicious. Dude, you it's just got so rad. excited you couldn't even speak. <laughs> I really, I really couldn't. That happens like, yeah. almost all the time. The way the twenty, the way those guns, the uh, twenty-four guns are the laid 24. out, they kind of, they kind of look like the the uh, they're shaped like those ventral cannons that swung into action instead of firing at Poe and Finn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're not the same guns, but I like that quartet look of them. I do really like that as well. They're almost. Uh... They're almost like insect, insect-like, in yeah. a weird way. You know what I mean? I do like that a lot. Like the car droids. <laughs> anyway, where are those droidy cars? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, so yeah, I think I think Canto Canto is biting the dust for sure. Canto bite the dust. I mean, but wow. I've like I've like no. <laughs> I have no reason to really to really think that aside from I think it would be cool to see all those uh, rich a-holes, as Ryan Johnson calls them, just get blown to smithereens. That would be great. <laughs> yeah, it would. Because who knows? Maybe there's a bunch of uh, you know resistance and in, in New Republic dignitaries there. That might not happen, though. You know, some people were talking, and I can't remember where I heard this, that uh, Snoke could have been one of those rich aristocrats or something like that and maybe he wouldn't order the destruction of those jabronis mm. with his gold with his gold robe that's true right? he's regal he's regal so maybe maybe he wants those people 
to influence those people. Flair. He's yeah. a clown. Maybe he owed some bookie, and that's why his face got all messed up, and he's going to take revenge on him. <laughs> oh, I, haven't read the, I haven't read that one. I haven't even seen that on 4chan. Yeah. You know what? Because that just happened now. Wow. Oh, geez. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Yep. You should fire up an AMA based on that. You really yep. should. I'm yeah. going to make a Reddit page. I think in, in one one of us was talking in our pre-show meeting about... <clears throat> about this being not the ship that Snoke's on. Right, right. I heard people talking about there's going to be a bigger one that he would be on. That would be ridiculous. Who knows? Use the phrase people talking. It's just some clowns like us. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I I thought maybe you had like some legit like a making Star Wars note or something like that. No, I wish I was that good. (laughs) This is probably something in the group chat. I don't remember. I just, I'm really curious to see what the resistance is going to bring against this thing. You know, I really hope they don't just Death Star it, you know, find its exhaust port. I really hope that doesn't happen. I feel like that would be very, but you know what? Ryan Johnson told us to expect the unexpected. So I think we should, we should stop thinking that we're going to be able to really predict yeah anything that's going to happen. So I don't think we, I don't think we should have any reason to believe that this ship is going to be shown to us and then taken away from us in the same film. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. So speaking of not predicting things that are going to happen, let's go into predicting things that we think are going to happen with the Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, Tie Fighter transition. Oh yeah. So, so all right. So news came out. If if you're you know on the Star Wars groups on the Twitter, you could not have avoided the fact that. Yeah, if you're alive. Yeah, the Obi Wan Kenobi movie that's been rumored for years and years since the Disney purchase, really, uh, and even before then a little bit is uh it's it's in production. I mean, like it's it's obvious that they're in very pre production for it. Mm-hmm. So they just haven't done an official, an official release of it, uh, or official announcement. And on the, on the Star Wars show, they played coy with it, like they made a little joke at the beginning of the show about uh, like a, a gonk droid, a Star Wars story, yes. <laughs> and they were like, and they, so they totally like recognized the news and all the rumors, and were like, yeah, we're not making that announcement yet. So it, they kind of reassured me when I watched that that. Yeah, we should we should definitely start running with this. Um, but yeah, so I'll go to I'll go to G first. Like, what do you? So we're gonna pitch. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna pitch our idea for like what Obi Wan should be doing, like basically the plot, and then we'll each do our own, and then we'll just like discuss them, and we'll just we'll just let that fly. So, G, you go ahead if you're ready. If you're not, we can go to Steve. I'm always ready. Okay. Um, give it, give us, I've actually thought, I've thought about this over the past week okay. and I think that something that interests me would be seeing, seeing this movie open. Now I'm not, people have, have mentioned, uh, an Obi-Wan trilogy and I, I don't think that that's going to happen. I, I just don't, I don't yeah, think there's that's, the, that's ridiculous. The, the material to do that or, you know, even hopefully not even the desire to do it. 
But um, I thought about it opening up him on Tatooine as an old man just before he ends up, you know, bailing Luke out from getting his butt handed to him. Those those sand people. But him kind of writing in his journal and prepping stuff for the eventual, you know, informing of Luke as far as what his, you know, lineage is and um, Jedi info, things like that. And maybe having him go back to like some flashbacks of something that happened. Um, some mission, something that happened. I want it to take place after Revenge of the Sith. Like, I think that would be cool. I want to know. There's no way he just sat in a cave for 20 years waiting for, you know, to that opportunity to get Luke off, off Tatooine. Right. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think there has to be something that he did, you know. He didn't just sit around. If he did, that's just awful. That's that's like the worst thing ever. So <laughs> something, whether it's a, a mission, him him taking stuff. Maybe he took, you know, he had some um, Jedi artifacts, you know, the, the initial maybe Jedi, you know, charter agreement, stuff like that, you know, things like that. Maybe maybe he took things and he hid them on Octu and put stuff there maybe maybe there are things there that he didn't know about maybe he took a um why am i why am i going blank he he took maybe he had like a backup journal or he had some information he wanted luke to have eventually and someone that he trusted maybe somebody like maz Kanata. maybe he entrusted her with something to give luke eventually and after return of the jedi she gets it to him but in this movie maybe it kind of goes through that him going on some type of mission that somehow involves protecting luke or involves him getting something set up for luke because he knows eventually he's going to be gone and luke's going to be there and you know he's basically thinks luke is the hope for the for the galaxy type thing so um that's all i had really i i don't have a um i don't have a a story treatment or anything but i just thought about something like that that's not bad man it would be interesting it's that's not go ahead steve no, I like I like the way you're thinking. Um, I am firmly in the camp of not having Obi Wan leave Tatooine for any reason. Um, I feel it's just counter counter to his most sacred mission. Mm. After he depart, after he parted ways with uh, Bail and uh, Yoda. But when I start thinking about a Kenobi film, I automatically get caught up in some of the EU stories. One of my favorite books by John Jackson Miller, the Kenobi, uh, really enjoyed that. Got into the, the background and, uh, really the lore of the sand people. Mm-hmm. That was a good um, book. Yeah. I love John Jackson Miller's stuff. Um, he's so good. It was a really interesting story in how Obi-Wan held back. He wouldn't, Nobody, nobody really ever saw his lightsaber. There was a, you know, a big fight in the in a empty cantina with a bunch of sand people and just him. And he brought the lightsaber out, but n- none of the villagers saw it. But he never left the planet. He had an opportunity to leave the planet, obviously, but he he stayed. 
And then he, at the end of the story, withdrew. And this isn't a spoiler. The book's been out for years, so settle down if you're getting upset. He withdrew back away from the villagers because he felt he might be getting too close. Mm. The the way the book ended, I really enjoyed. The way the uh, couple of the characters were set off on a new journey. It was uh, It was excellent. But I don't expect them to do that. I want to see. I want to see an Obi Wan on Tatooine, fairly soon after Revenge of the Sith. I don't want to get too close to Alec Guinness yet. I don't think we need to do that. I don't think you and McGregor, you and McGregor, could certainly pull that off. But I, I like to, even though it's been like what, we're twelve years away from Revenge of the Sith, at least in our our years. Um from when they released that movie. Mm-hmm. I'd still like to see it a little bit closer to Revenge of the Sith. And see him really finding his way. See him filling out that journal that Luke goes back and finds in the comic series that we got a year ago. Maybe seeing some kind of interaction with Qui-Gon. You know, we saw that Qui-Gon materializes the Force Ghost in the, the Mortis arc. Mm-hmm. But that's the only time he ever did that. And there was talk of, and Daniel, correct me or clue me in as to when we were told that Qui-Gon actually didn't have the normal, not normal, but have the ability to materialize all the time. It's Clone Wars Season 6, Episode 12. Okay. So we got it in the Mortis arc in, you know, pretty special circumstances. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh. I want to see him communicate with Obi-Wan. That'd be fantastic. Even even vocally. But uh as as a as as a story goes though. Man, I could pick any kind of Clint Eastwood western and kind of kind of plug him in there. And it that really goes along with John Jackson Miller's book. And I'm kind of rambling now, so. No, I Daniel. Think- I think you're doing well, man. I, you guys have both touched on stuff that I'm, I'm going to cover with mine. And I think mm. you you make a really, really cool point about Qui-Gon because, I, in my opinion, it would be a waste to not, one, bring back a talent like Liam Neeson, a character people love, like you no one hates what? on Qui-Gon. And so, like, he's just so loved. And it would just be some moments with him and like bring him back. That would be so special. I know I, I'd get misty. I'd get misty. Just looking at that. I just Honestly. got misty. Yeah, seriously. Like it would be emotional. And so, so I think that would be a really cool element to include. Um, I really like your idea of watching him uh, write the journal. Um, and the idea of a, uh, a, like a spaghetti Western, like a Western style film as, a, mm-hmm. as far as genre goes. So, all right. So I'm going to, I'm going to basically take both of yours and then, and then kind of, kind of move forward with them. Cause you guys both touched on elements that are really key to me. So, How dare you? So G you said it's gotta be between revenge of the Sith and a new hope. I'm actually going to disagree with you there, uh, <gasps> but I'm loophole. Shocking. So, so what, I think would be a really cool universe expanding Star Wars story. That's also a character driven piece because you got to remember, and I think Steve has a really good point. Obi-Wan shouldn't 
be leaving the planet. I mean, like that's that's his charge, you know. Like we see this guy with this this bearish vow, bearish vow in uh, the Vader comic. That dude didn't even leave like the mountain for like twelve years, you know. Like when Jedi make vows to protect something, like that's serious. So right. Well, hold on. Did he? I'll let you finish. Okay. So my point with that is though, if they do. I won't be upset if he does go off planet, but it has to be for a reason that is like super, super important. Like it's something that's going to help protect Luke or Leia more than it could potentially hurt Luke from him being off planet. Do you guys know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I see what you're talking about. So maybe, 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 go ahead. maybe, maybe Owen, maybe Owen, takes Luke off planet and yes. yeah. and Obi-Wan has to find a way to follow. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's see, that's a, a way you could do it. Yeah. Um, and he gets, you know, in some shenanigans, you know, like, <laughs> like his, like his, his freighter pilot, like gets taken over by pirates or something like that. And it's perfect. Yeah. Conjure you know, Conj- Conj- club. Oh, Maz Right. <laughs> yeah. Tell that to Conjure club. But uh, so anyway, so so I th- I think that, gee, I I disagree with you that it doesn't need the the entire story doesn't need to be, in in that time period because, like Steve talked about, it would be cool to see him writing a journal. Now, when he's writing that journal, he's describing things about the Jedi, he's describing he's writing down stories, he's talking about Jedi in the past. So, for example, he talks about Yoda, but not he doesn't like reference that it's Yoda. He just talks about a Jedi and like it happens to be Yoda. So I'm sure he's writing different stories like this. And what you can do is instead of spending 120 minutes just with Obi-Wan in the desert, you have these vignettes where you're seeing these flashbacks to where these Jedi did these things. And you and it will introduce us to brand new characters, Jedi that were alive during the Clone Wars, alive during, uh, you know, around episode one times like the Old Republic that kind of stuff like Jedi Obi-Wan looked up to or knew as a kid, you know, we could even have a little, little flashes of young Obi-Wan with Qui-Gon, you know, that kind of stuff. And it allows you to bring the story in the film off of Tatooine for a second. So like, as far as like a storytelling, like movie perspective, I think that would be really important instead of just sitting in the desert all the time with this old man. And that's all mm-hmm. it is because there's not a ton to do on Tatooine, you know, we've already seen so much done on Tatooine that I don't want to sit there and just start rehashing stuff like, Oh, here's a sand people battle. Here's pop racing. Here's <laughs> only they can use that word. Here's a, uh, you know, here's a fight in a cantina, you know, like these are all things we've seen done a lot in star Wars. So I'd hate to have to waste such a great character on just rehashing elements. We've already seen, of course, I always love star Wars to rhyme, but I think that, you can use the journal and Obi-Wan just sitting there as a gateway to a lot of other stories. Dang. What the hell is that? I think your train's here. No, that's that's the horn on the rig. That means they they need someone. It's like those are coded. It's almost like Morse code. It's like that that horn was get up to the rig floor. So like so like I you know like you know by like the different intervals and like the the length of time like what the horn means. I know, I know. Sorry, it, it. I can't avoid it. Like I, hey, I can't. 
We asked. I know. I know. Yeah, there's no there's no trains out here. There's no train tracks probably within like three hundred thousand miles. Yeah. yeah. Do you so, have, do you have do you have more on that Kenobi story? I did. I do. I do. Yep. So so that's the part that I thought Steve hit really well. It's like that journal. That's such a key element, and that's such a really cool thing. You know, like him him passing that information on those stories. We can see those visually, and then mm-hmm. the the other thing that you brought up was the Western side of it. I think as much as I just, you know, crapped on the idea of Obi-Wan hanging out on Tatooine, I think you can absolutely do like a, you know, Obi-Wan's on a little supply run and runs into some trouble and there's some people that need help, you know, like his heart's too big to not help them, you know? So like you can have this really cool, you know, space Western thing, thing go on almost like this. uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the seven samurai, the uh, Kurosawa film that helped inspire star Wars. If you no, haven't, sir. it's you really should. It's it's really long. It's like three hours long, but it is crazy good. And when you're watching it, there are moments that are like, oh my gosh, that is like exactly like in Star Wars. Like that is like such a huge inspiration. So I think it's really key to understanding where Lucas came from. But anyways, there's situations like that in that story where the samurai, you know, kind of get called in to do some good. You know, and, and they kind of go go from their normal path in life and they act as good Samaritans. So I think it'd be cool to see Obi-Wan do that. Now, I would I don't have any specific ideas for what he should do. I think it would just be a cool type of story to be told, because, you know, we've seen we've seen so many different elements in throughout Star Wars. You know, I mean, we've seen like soap opera elements like episode two is very much a noir film. Um Episode three is just a, a huge spectacle and it's very dark. Um, episode four is your classic space opera Western hero's journey. So it'd be cool to see another another genre in Star Wars, you know what I mean? Because Rogue One was yeah. a heist film. So like so with these with these side films, it would be really cool to see different genres get tackled. Similarly to how the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like they do different genres with different characters and movies and everything keeps remaining fresh and also helps each movie stand alone and be good on its own. So that's, that's, that's my take on it. That's all I got. I'm digging it. And when you're talking about the little vignettes and the uh, flashbacks, Mm -hmm. um, not exactly, but I'm, I'm getting a picture that it, it could be structured in the way like the Godfather part part two. Yes. Oh, yes. I just watched that last night again. Jumped, jumped between Michael and back to Vito in some form. You know, maybe not back to the same person, but like you said, different stories in the journal. Maybe they all had to do with Obi Wan at some point. Stuff yeah. from the Clone Wars. We see a battle. Something transpired that was really important to the Force that Obi Wan is writing down. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's uh, I think it's a really cool idea. That's exactly. Well, that's so funny. Maybe that's where I got that inspiration from for that idea because I watched yep. the Godfather Part Two last night. Yep. Like, I'm, I'm pointing. To, I'm pointing to my head right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's pretty much my my take on that. I mean, there's so many stories you can tell, and and there's really the really the sky's the limit. I don't want a trilogy though. That's the thing. Like, I love Obi-Wan. He's probably my favorite Jedi from the films. But 
I mm. don't want a trilogy. You know, like that's there should, so there should not be a trilogy. There should also not be a Han Solo trilogy. There's no reason for that. No, no. But I bet you'd go for a Vader trilogy. No. Well, that's different. <laughs> uh, see, so- <laughs> I disagree that it's different. Uh, we would watch every single movie they made. We'd watch a, would watch any Star Wars trilogy they put out. But with the amount of time these things get to be made and the amount of different stories and eras within Star Wars that we don't have anything for yet in the current canon, spending our time doing three Obi-Wan movies or three Han Solo movies when we still don't have anything from the old Republic era, I think would be a, I think it'd be a mistake. I, 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 I do so, too. I agree. I would, I would watch a two hour Gungan cooking show if they put it out. Oh, well who wouldn't? Uh, Iron chef on i I'd watch it and then I'd Gunga? complain about it. Iron, <laughs> Iron chef on Naboo. It's a hidden city. Oh, Jar Jar, you didn't use the secret ingredient. It's a hidden. Or, or <laughs> Gordon Ramsay shows up to a kitchen nightmare <laughs> on that boot, and it's a gung, it's a Gungan kitchen. Oh man, Gordon Ramsay as like a like a Tagruda or something like that. Oh, dude. I could get behind that. This Nerf steak is burnt. <laughs> Oh anyway. man. Well those are um those are good theories. If um anybody wants to chime in, give us their own kind of takes. What would you like to see? What do you think you'll see? Do you think you'll see an Obi Wan movie? Send us an email. Yeah. Voice at Towswift.com. T A O S W F. Um Hey Daniel, guess what? Uh oh what? Well, no. hey, hold on. No, before, hold on. You, no. before you start I know transitioning. You I know you just you just did that sound effect to transition to another uh, segment, if you will. But just a note to the members in the group. If if you're in favor of an Obi-Wan movie and not having Ewan McGregor in it, the band hammer is coming for you. Yep. So just, you know. And... I want to throw it back to Daniel for a minute because I don't think he's quite done. Daniel, you yeah, get another point? Yeah, I had, I had another. I, well, I wanted to ask you guys a question because I wanted to to discuss, okay. to have more of a discussion on this. So, all right, obviously, with the film, we're going to need an antagonist. You know, it can't just be, you know, to build to build the, the cinematic drama because as much, as much as it would be great for us fanboys to just have Obi-Wan of the Desert telling stories and stuff all the time, and I, as much as we would love that, they have to make this profitable for the general public. So there's got to be a protagonist and an antagonist. Obviously, the protagonist would be Obi-Wan. But who right. do you guys think would be the villain, quote-unquote, in, in, in your in your version of the Obi-Wan movie? Who do you think would be a good villain? Jake? Somebody connected to Snoke. Ooh. Interesting. Why? Why do you want to see that? All this stuff needs to be tied together, man. That's true. Make it make it connect. Throw us a little bone. Somebody had to teach Snoke to be whatever the heck Snoke is. There were a lot of bad bad people in the galaxy. I don't know. Connect it. That's not a bad idea. Like someone from the, the unknown regions, you know, coming and being a threat. 
Yeah. That's true. And I, I like that idea because it's, it's brand new and it's fresh. But we've got a character we haven't seen in a long time that is got the style down already for a Western Obi-Wan movie. And that's my man Cad Bane. Dude, I knew when you said style, I knew you were going Cad Bane. I could see the hat uh, in my head, dude. Yeah. Oh, Don't know what man. kind of... I haven't even formulated what kind of story I think I'd want to see with him as the antagonist and Obi-Wan on Tatooine. I think there'd have to be some other stuff going on. And then they they cross paths. Cad Bane finds out that's that's actually Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's not, that's not some hermit. Mm-hmm. And it's on from there. Oh, dude. And then Obi-Wan's conflicted because he has to kill this guy to protect Luke. But killing someone... For his own right. protection is completely against the Jedi way. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude. That's insert a little, really, that's really insert, good. Insert a little Qui-Gon in there for some guidance. Oh, man. Do you actually like you're you're this is turning me on a little bit. Star Wars wise, you know, the ventral cannons are ready. Yeah, man. As the, far as this concerned. The the yeah, I lost my train of thought. Thank you. All right, all right. Uh, so, all right. The so, your juices are flowing. So, G wants someone from the unknown regions. Steve, you like Cad Bane, which I also really like. I, I think that the, the antagonist should not be Vader. For no sure. way. Uh. Uh-uh. Um. I can't can't be Vader. Yeah, right. it, it it literally can't be. And I and Christian Harloff on Jedi Council tried to like massage it and like make it so it could be and it literally can't no. like there's no I can't way believe I can't be. believe I'm even saying that but it can't be Vader he yeah, can't be in no. that movie. and if you're right. saying that then you know it can't be Vader you know right because with how tight Tarkin and Vader were in the OT era mm-hmm. if Vader had found out Obi-Wan was alive on Tatooine years past no way Tarkin reacts like that on the Death Star exactly so exactly. yeah no, that can't happen in my opinion yeah. Oh, Vader would have, if he thought he was alive, he would have gone after him because he blames him for everything. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly right. Exactly right. So I think, I think Boba Fett would be a really cheap villain. It could work. Absolutely. You know, Boba Fett goes to hang out with Jabba. You know, it's Tatooine. It, like, timeline wise, it would work. But I just, I think it would be really cheap. Like, what, what, why do the, why would they, people care are trying about each to, other? Sh- I- People are trying to shoehorn that guy into everything, man. I, I just can't stand it. He's a, he's a cool character, but freaking come on! Like even even a movie about Boba Fett, the Haas is probably going to get mad and send me a nasty text because he loves Boba Fett. Yeah, well, and I don't I don't dislike Boba Fett, but you know, I think Haas. Uh, he just talked him. about it. He, a bounty hunter movie. He he had um, he had talked about that a little bit, and no, I that's think that's a great though. idea. That's different. Yeah. <laughs> Have the bounty hunters in it, and he could even be the lead bounty hunter. But a whole movie about Boba Fett? I don't know. Yeah, it's just like I like I love the Emperor, but I I, I wouldn't want a whole Emperor movie because it'd just be him like breathing and like being an ass all the time. You know what I mean? Like it would take <laughs> away. You know, like what are we gonna watch? Me to club sandwich? Like what? Like what are we gonna do with the Emperor for two hours? <laughs> I mean, what you if could, you'd love to see a cinematic version of the uh, Darth Plagueis novel? Uh, I would, but it'd have to be like a trilogy. 
total derailment, man. I was just going to say that I want to see Plagueis as a movie. That would be awesome. I kind of see. I'm so torn because like it wouldn't sell. People wouldn't go. That's just, the thing. Yeah. It's wait, what? It's such just a the, slow the crazy burn. fans would go, but the the yeah, regular right. movie goer, they're like, "What the heck is Darth Plagueis? Oh, I'm not seeing that." No, and but the, even see, that's the thing is like in a movie, it's not going to play well because there's parts of it that are such a slow burn. Like that book, it's it's first of all, it's the best piece of EU literature that there is, in my opinion, but. It's such a slow burn. It would suffer from the same serious illness that Revenge of the Sith suffered from, and it wouldn't have enough time to play out the way the book yes. was written. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. So I, I don't like it. Would it, I, I've equated this for people because I've I've recommended the Darth Bane trilogy to people, and I've recommended uh, Darth Plagueis to people. Oh yeah. Um, Plagueis is very much like House of Cards. Where, where like you see, like you see this like slow progression, these little machinations, like these little deals here and there, and the overall, galactic chess game. Yeah, yeah, it's the it's the it's the grand plan. You know, it's very much like House of Cards, and you you couldn't do House of Cards in a movie. If you tried, it would just be stupid. You know, like it's it's a it's a giant narrative, and That's then a good point. Darth Bane, the story structure is very, very, very much like Breaking Bad. Like, I read, I finished the Darth Bane trilogy and then rewatched Breaking Bad, like, that summer. And I was like, holy crap, this is, like, crazy how similar they are. I mean, Walter <laughs> White and Bane are just, like, so similar. Same haircut. Yeah, they, they do. They do have the same haircut. Well, it's not even a haircut. It's, it's they're, both, they're both poisoned and their, their hair falls out. That's right. That's right. That happens to him on that planet that he's working on. Yeah, in the mines. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, I, uh, I, I think for me, like the villain shouldn't be someone like Boba Fett. It, 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 I don't think it should be someone we know about. I wouldn't be in favor of Boba Fett being the main antagonist of that film. No, I'd be okay with seeing him around. You know. He's he's in Mos Eisley. You wouldn't want to have it be like uh, Ponda Bobbin bumping into Jin and Cassian on Jetta. That'd be that'd be a little that'd be a little cheese ball. No but, disintegrations. No. But yeah, not main. I'm not main antagonist for Obi Wan. There could be a scene where Boba Fett's at a cantina, and he gets served sushi, and he just goes, "It's no good to me cooked." Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's there's there's absolutely zero reason to have Boba Fett in that movie. He they don't they don't have a relationship. I mean, he was in the arena when, you know, he he was on, um, oh god, Camino. No, he saw Geonosis. Him as a kid. Geonosis. That was it. He was on Camino when he was a kid, and he oh, went and saw when he Geonosis. met him. When he met him, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, you said arena, and I was like, I know arena on Camino. Dad, no. Ton, Ton Wee's here. <laughs> mm, Boba. <laughs> yeah, it, that's um, that'd be crazy. Yeah, he's up in the absolutes too. Let's, let's just let's back up a little. Going yeah. all Sith like on us. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I mean, I'm saying that I don't. At this point in the story, like, I don't think it would make sense. <laughs> but like, Lucasfilm can really weave stuff. You know what I mean? Like, they can. 
they can weave some really cool intricate stories so so yeah i i think it should just be someone new because we already know obi-wan so well and we're so pumped about obi-wan i think that the antagonist should be like a completely new character to to give the film more mystery and in body do you know what i mean sure i could see that yeah because because if you bill it here's the thing if you bill it on two uh on two characters we already know you're totally relying on those characters carrying the film and people are gonna gonna think that those characters are gonna do that so i don't know I'm, i'm trying to think of it as a fan and from a filmmaking perspective like the practicality of it and from disney's perspective as you know people want to make money so and those don't always all work together but yeah, I think it, I, I definitely think it should be something we don't know, for sure. I like your style, I, dude. I don't hate that. <laughs> I don't hate that. That's as close as you'll get to me saying something nice. No, I know. Oh, I should get <laughs> blessings. I'm Horrible. lucky to still be on this recording. Well, I haven't uh, I haven't gone through post yet. Oh, that's true. Your buzzword. My, my buzzword post production. So yeah, we get some. Uh, we get a lot of different, a lot of different alternatives. A lot of different. They could, they could do a lot of different things. Um, yeah, it's really cool. And in- I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure they're gonna make it, especially with um, that little, that little intro bit on the Star Wars show. If if anyone listening has not seen it. First of all, yeah, like Daniel said, you should be watching that show. But mm-hmm. it's it's funny how they they brought that up. They I don't think they would have done that if this this thing wasn't in the uh, wasn't in the oven. You know, it's so right. obvious that they're that they're referencing it. And given given how we've seen some reports in the past from Hollywood Reporter, just just waiting for the official Lucasfilm announcement. They, they've they've Hollywood Reporter has done stuff in the past, and Lucasfilm's been like right on their right on their heels with the official announcement. So it'd be it'd be nice to see it. It'd be nice to see it. Yeah, it really would. It really would. I can't believe on that Star Wars show they haven't done a bunch with Porgs yet. That's probably going to be like all winter. It's going to be like Porg City on that show because they love that stuff. I funny love Porgs. They're it's so, funny you mentioned that. Porgs are so great. Porgs are. So- Porgs are fantastic. But, Did uh, you just transition I'm... again? Yeah. I'm, uh, we've beaten Obi-Wan to death. One last oh, yeah. thing to say. Oh, my God. Obi-Wan. There is an episode of Jedi Council that has Freddie Prince Jr. and Sam Witwer, our beloved voice of both the Emperor and Darth Maul. And honestly, to me, he is Darth Maul now because he's done more screen time with Darth Maul than anyone else has. But yeah. Um, he was, they were on an episode of Collider Jedi Council and I encourage you guys listening to look this up because they discuss, and this is like a year ago, dude, they discuss pitches for Obi-Wan films and Sam talks about like that he's spoken to people at Lucasfilm and there were pitches in the air back then and the look on his face, he talks about, he's like, dude, they're, they are good and they are not what you'd expect and they are really, really, really good. So nice. this was this is when Christian Harloff asked them about like 
if is Kenobi going to be in Rebels or something like that, which obviously they knew at the time and they couldn't say anything. But yeah, I encourage you guys to go like kind of watch that exchange because it, it might it might bring to light some stuff. So I'm done. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Your hand is still raised. Oh, sorry. I'll I'll, I'll put it down. <laughs> did you guys, did you guys happen to see that little uh the Star Wars blip with BB eight and the Porgs? No, I didn't see that. It's a great little clip. The porgs are running around, making noises. They they somehow make off of, uh, the top of BB-8's head. So the big the big ball portion of BB-8 is just rolling around, all confused. <laughs> it was like thirty seconds. It's like I think it was thirty seven seconds. Is this Where's a spoof at? or is that something that's happened in the movie? No, a total spoof. It's a this little animated thing called Star Wars Blips. Oh, it, it oh, was it's on, the on their Wars. YouTube channel, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's a few little ones with BB-8 in it, and one of the, he's either R2's uh, standing on him or vice versa to try to open a door. Mm-hmm. Great little thing for the kids. That's although, hilarious. Dude, don't I want to watch it. Don't look at the YouTube comments, though. Oh, dude. Never look at the YouTube comments. Cease and desist. Don't scroll down. <laughs> triggered oh yeah hardcore but yes it was awesome watching the porgs run around animated like that was funny did they sound cool i'm gonna li- i'm gonna watch that when we yeah the, the yeah. noises they make i saw one of the toys and it makes some makes cool little noises i can't wait to see these freaking things oh, i want one so bad i'm gonna get a stuffed I, animal one for sure I'm i want scared. a real i want a real porg all right well that might be hard to get i could get a puffin and Paint him like a porg. Well, because you got to see porgs have like uh, a mammalian face and they have like a pain. Did you say mammalian? Mammalian. Yeah. They look, they have the body of a puffin and a face of a seal. It's kind of funky looking. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're little, they're little Furbies. (laughs) Edit that out, man. (laughs) Yeah. No, we're leaving it in, dude. Uh, so all right I'm, yeah I, I i'm excited for porgs i'm excited for obi-wan kenobi finally that they're they're actually going through with this and i heard someone say like mention that there's a possibility ewin wasn't gonna do it and i'm like are you kidding me he's been meeting with lucasfilm like he's been into their offices in the past year like what do you think he's doing you know what i mean so anyways He's not going to have coffee with Pablo. So yeah, yeah. It's it's this is he might. No, no. All right, man. Just, it's gonna happen. It's gonna be like that. It's gotta happen. And he was. Let's hope at, it happens. He wasn't at celebration, was he? For the 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 fortieth. No. That's so surprising. That he wasn't. You know why? It's probably because everyone would have freaked out and like wanted him to talk about Obi Wan movie right then. Could you imagine if him and Hayden Christensen were there? Well, that that's what surprises me is like I, I mean, would have Hayden, paid a thousand dollars to get a picture with those two. No, I know. Like I, I don't know why Ewan. It must have been scheduling. It must have been purely scheduling because he was he, he's such an important part in Star Wars. He's huge. Yeah, and I don't know what the, I don't know what the scheduling was with his. Uh, uh, 
recording that Fargo show that he was involved with. That's right. That's right. And he, he does Could've a lot of like motorcycle movies and stuff and like little documentaries. So who knows? Could have been busy. One last thing. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to have an episode before this, but uh, what are you bros looking forward to possibly purchasing on Force Friday? Oh, man. All my stuff will be online. It'll all be online purchases. You're not going to so. be a midnight uh, curbstone guy? No, dude. I'll be on a rig. We'll be drilling. We'll be drilling. Oh, true. True. Yeah. So I'll be busy. I know. I'm really upset about it. It's my first Force Friday on a rig. Gee. I'll be there at midnight taking Keelan. Nice. <laughs> and we're going we're gonna to get whatever we can get our hands on. Like I was saying, uh, I had the the honor and the privilege to be on Rogue One this week with uh, Johnny and, and Haas. We talked a little bit about Force Friday. <laughs> my man. My man. My, my man. <laughs> no. And uh, I would like, my favorite thing about this coming Force Friday would be that I, I want to be surprised. I want to see something that I didn't expect. Um. Something I'm more of at this point. I'm more of like a black series figure kind of thing. I'd, I'd like to see a, a figure that um, I wasn't expecting. I I would love a black series porg. That would be awesome. That um, there's you know what I bet the Chewy the Chewy uh, the Last Jedi figure has a porg that comes with him. He does have one, right? He's got a little one with him. He's gonna mm-hmm. hold it, and I think yeah. yeah, yeah, like it'll come in the package with him. You know what would be great? Getting a Black Series figure box and it's got six Porgs in it. You could just set them all up. Oh, God. Just have a whole stinking flock or whatever you call it. A gaggle. A little cr- a gaggle. A gaggle? No, no. What what should they be called? A group of Porgs? Because ga- I don't think it should be flock or gaggle. And would you call them Porgs or would you call them Porg? The Porg? I think it's Porgs. Yeah. With a hey, G- look, at all the, look at all those Porg. I don't think that sounds right. That sounds like Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. Like the Borg, the Borg. Watch out for that. Yeah. You wouldn't want you wouldn't want people to think you're talking about an inferior science fiction series to Star Wars. I wouldn't know. I've never seen any of it. Yeah. No, you're lucky. Such a liar. I know, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, I love Star Trek too. I'm I'm just screwed around. It's good stuff. Um yeah, so that's it. I want to be surprised. I hope uh I hope they actually have something. I was very disappointed Mm -hmm. um two years ago. Uh, there was a lot of, a lot of garbage. You know, they didn't have a whole lot on the shelves. They had Hopefully Constable Zubio though. I hate that freaking guy. <laughs> I, love I hope Constable he's the. Zubio. I hope he's the antagonist in a yep. movie coming up. Yep. Well, he, he's can, he's the Obi Wan movie. Bet your yeah. bet your can yeah. that he's still going to be on the shelves on Force Friday because <laughs> they can't. He's he's. You can go pick him up for two dollars now. Yeah. I can't. Uh, they should just be giving him away on Force Friday. When I show up at the store after work, and it's already been completely smoked by eBay sales scumbags, Constable Zuvio will be sitting there for me. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to get Zuvio, Generoso, and what else is out there all the time? Uh, the 12-inch. I've seen a lot of 12-inch Finn dolls. Yes. Yep. Finn's yep. not getting any love. I, there's a lot of... All the Jakku characters, like the Finn Jakku, 
Ray, Jakku, like those like don't sell for some reason. And I don't get it. Well, it's probably because the Ray, the Ray Black series, the face just looks so bad. I'm not going to lie. That's why I don't own it. I've yet to see a Poe Dameron that doesn't look like he's a monster. <laughs> oh, I know what I'm going to get. I'm going to get the Luke, the Luke uh, Black series that comes out. I don't, that's not going to be on Force Friday though. Oh, it's not? Do we have no. a list of, of Black series that are coming out on Force Friday? You know what? I oh. saw one. And I can't remember what the heck was on it. Um, the only one I care about is Jaina Solo. I need that. Oh, G, on. go find it for me. Come on. Sword okay. of the Jedi. None of that, man. Show her some love. No. Come Send on. me a picture and I'll have one made. We'll 3D print it. Yeah, sure. There are people that will custom make you like six-inch action figures like that. They look really good. That is pretty cool. You know what? I should look into that. I'd like to do that. I want to get a. I want to get an Anakin or a Darth Vader with my head on it. Yeah, that'd be I like, awesome. I wanted a six inch of Ray where she has the desert scavenger like scarf and goggles on, and all, they only have that in like three and three quarters. But I wanted a six inch version, and I looked it up, and there's someone who who it costs like 125 bucks, but it's like completely repainted, like actual scarf and stuff and goggles put on like it looks so legit so like i know i know that that's out there so so yeah man yeah well i'm looking forward to it and i'll tell you what anybody that's listening that um has some force friday stories reach out to us in the group or shoot us an email again the email's voice at towswift.com t-i-o-s-w-f let us know how it goes let us know if you find anything cool. Um, and I'm hoping that that night is a fun night. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it will be, but I hope I get some cool stuff. I hope everybody else does too. Hopefully uh, these toy manufacturers have uh, pulled their heads out of their rear ends and actually decided to actually make and produce and sell toys. Yeah, that would so be nice. That'd be nice. We'll find out. Um, we are probably going to wrap it up. Do you guys have any uh, closing comments? I like the uh, Obi-Wan theories and potential stories and got some creative ideas out there. We are so close to the landslide of Star Wars stuff in the fall. I mean, we're we're right at the end. Force Friday is going to be the first thing in a long line of, of Star Wars stuff we're getting. I mean... We'd, we've suffered through this desert of a summer, you know, just scraping at whatever <laughs> news we can possibly find. And we're we're going to get Force Friday. We're going to get Rebels, you know, trailer. We're going to get another Last Jedi trailer. We're going to get Battlefront stuff. We're going to get all kinds of stuff. And we're so close. Everyone just hang on. For Force Friday is the first shot in the orbital bombardment that is coming our way. Yeah. Yeah. And for my money, and for my money, leading the charge on Force Friday is the Fa- the Phasma novel by Delilah Dawson. Oh yeah! Releasing September first. September first. Get it. I'm buying it. I'm gonna. I'm six, gonna listen six to days, that. Right? One. Six more days. Is it next? Uh, it's it's next the first, Friday. right? Yeah, it's on the first. 
I'm gonna that's I'm gonna, gonna listen good. to that one on Audible. That fast one. We gotta bang that one out quick so we can talk about it. Yes. Yes. Yeah, like Inferno Squad. Well, are we three? I'm to three sorry. Or... I'm sorry. I'm reading <laughs> it still. I'm gonna. Well, I'm gonna just tell you who dies. Oh, dude. Everyone. Um, no. All right. <laughs> First of all, I don't think any of the Inferno Squad dies because there's a whole like game campaign about. How do you them. know, dude? They could have been cloned. You know what? They all die, and guess what? Vader lives. No, this is like this is like talking to Mike about Game of Thrones. You guys are gonna say you're not gonna spoil it, but one of you, <laughs> one of you is gonna say it, and you're gonna be like, "Oh, I didn't spoil it." No, you read the scripts, Mike. You're gonna spoil it for us. Uh, I avoid. I haven't even watched episode six yet. So, oh wow, what, I gotta, dude? Are you serious? Yeah i I've been I've been out of state. Oh, I got a bang. God. I got to blast through that so I can uh, get together. Dude, with how Steve have you been Mundy. spoiled? Have you been spoiled? You, you've got that three no. foot, three foot wide iPad, bro. Just wait, cue that wait, HBO Go up. How how have you even like been around other people without being spoiled yet? I haven't been around other people. I've just been me, and I repel people. Good for oh. them. Oof. Yeah, lucky. Dude, <laughs> you you need to you need to watch that. I mean, like. It, it is it is so so fun. Come on, man. How have you been in the chat? How have you not been spoiled in the in the chat? I haven't. I I don't go in there. You haven't oh. been in the fantasy football chat lately. Nope. Oh man. Do you know when the draft is? At least. All right. No one wants to listen to this, so we should probably. Yeah, wrap this I up. know. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. But uh, <laughs> final words, Daniel. Oh man. You know, may the force be with you guys always. I love it. Steve? Um, I had one more thing. The uh, the new Darth Vader comic is oh, yeah. going to be dropping soon, early, early September. September 4th. If I remember. Yes. September 4th. So, or a few 6th. days after Fourth Friday, we get another uh, Vader comic, which is nice. And Mace yeah. new comic next week. Wow, I forgot about that. Yeah. We're going to review that one in our next show, too. Nice. All right. Well, that's it. We're going to wrap it up. Hopefully you guys uh, <laughs> had some fun. I know I did. And um, we're going to catch you on the uh, catch you on the flip side. Thanks for uh, checking in. Later. See you guys. Good night.